How are things? This is Mark here and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You are genuinely more than welcome. Um, look, thanks for the support of late. It's been outrageously good. Um, thank you for the comments and the messages. I've read every single one of them. Um, it's very humbling to see all the messages and some of the kind words and thank you for that. And on my side of it, I will endeavor to continue to do a good job or a job to the best of my ability, whatever that may be on any given day. And hopefully it's good enough. Um, I've look fantastic podcast today. My guest is Elaine Burke from Westside Yoga. Um, <clears throat> sometimes in the intro, I like to mention what my guest and I talk about, but we talk about so many things that it's nearly hard to put a label on the conversation that we have. <clears throat> but we do obviously talk about yoga, the benefits of it, the different types. Uh, we talk about meditation, um, sound therapy and psychotherapy and, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I enjoyed the conversation so much. I, I think, look, I, I'd love to have her back on again uh, when the two of us have time to spare and just have a conversation. I think it might be beneficial for people because both of us in the past have suffered from mental illness and, um, you know, it might be an interesting conversation to hear. Uh, both of us are very honest as well and frank and, you know, we kind of very matter of fact, we kind of say what we think. So that's a good thing. Um, so look, that's coming up next. Um, if you would like to promote your business on the podcast, there is two ways of doing it. First way is come on as a guest for a chat. We'll talk about your business. We'll talk about your passion for it and perhaps what the future holds. All of your links will be in the description and hopefully you get some business from it. Um, doesn't cost a fortune at the moment, but it will be going up on the 1st of January. Um, that's not a sales ploy that's a, a fact so now is the time to do it um, if you would like to promote your business but some people obviously don't like coming on podcasts or talking and I get that you can sponsor an episode um, I'll read out your advertisement at the start of the podcast and leave um, your links in the description as well so at, at the moment I'm doing a special pay for two and get a third one for free um, so yeah look you can email me clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com you can message me on Facebook or DM me on Instagram. And yeah, that's it. This is Elaine Burke, very good podcast. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's a, it's a pleasure. We have so much to discuss here today. Um, we I'm really do. interested in what we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's a happy Wednesday to everybody. Obviously, we're recording this on a Monday because I need to get it edited and get it out. But I hope Pump Day isn't going too bad for everybody. And I hope. Just hang in there until Friday. The weekend is coming. <laughs> but um, so look, are, are you in the studio now? Just as a matter of interest. No, I'm actually at home at the at moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's, I just live ten minutes outside it alone. Okay. Well, your your West Side, West Side Yoga. Yes. And it's in Connacht Street. How how long is that there, or how long have you been teaching yoga? Um. So the studio has been there for three years. Um. Just around about three years. And I've been teaching yoga since 2017, um, so about five years now. Um, yeah, and I did my training in Australia. I lived there for a few years, um, so I kind of uh, came back and I'd taken a break from teaching yoga for a while, but there was a girl who was teaching in Athlone and she was moving to Galway, so I actually ended up going to her class randomly and she said to the participants, oh, I still haven't found a teacher to take over this class. 
and I was like this is mad because <laughs> I had just yeah. moved back to Athlone so I was like oh you know and I really liked the group of people and stuff so I asked if I could do it then so sounds like a little bit more than just a coincidence like talk about <laughs> how's your timing you know really like yeah I know I just started laughing in the class I was like this is mad you know because I kind of stopped teaching and I lost my nerve a little bit and then I went in there and I was like oh, okay maybe actually this is a, a message or a sign yeah but I'd have a well it might be a stupid question and I'm sure if anyone knows me there'll be there'll be particularly a lot of those today because I've loads of specific yoga questions and it might be the most obvious answer but I just don't know it so please yeah. bear with me and uh, don't leave the podcast until it's finished but um <laughs> how long how long does it take now obviously it's different for everybody to understand that but how long does it take somebody to be able to like my name is Mark I go to my first yoga class today and I decide to go a couple of times every week and get really really deep into it and learn how long would it be before I or someone else in that scenario would be able to be teaching yoga be able to be teaching yoga um like that's a very good question um it really depends on the person and I suppose the angle that they want to take like some people practice yoga for five to ten years and then they do a yoga teacher training um like I suppose there's kind of um an idea that it's when a person is really physically able to do the yoga in terms of like all of the postures and all of that that they would do yoga teacher training and for some people that happens really quickly because they're very flexible and for other people like me it doesn't that doesn't happen quickly or maybe ever at all so um it really depends like um some people get really into the philosophy and the psychology of yoga so they'll practice that for years and then they'll decide to go do yoga teacher training but I would say definitely a few years like just in terms of like integrating it um and you know practicing quite a good bit and going somewhere where you know they, they're they kind of ethical and you yeah. practice a lot in their style and you know you've got good teachers um yeah so I probably three to five years maybe if, if you wanted to teach it but I mean that varies like you know there's other people yeah. who probably have less time or more time so it depends on the person I'm not really answering your question with the Does direct it be like, answer it's very um you know it's like would it be kind of a lonely place in the terms of uh, like if you, would you think when you're giving a class or saying something online or putting up posts that other yoga teachers might be saying, oh, like she's not doing that pose right or like, is there a bit of that in the community or does that not exist? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, if you go on to Instagram, um, like it's very kind of focused on the aesthetic of yoga, um, which is you know, I mean, some people are really into that. Um, so then that can create like other people to be intimidated by that. So yeah, yeah there'd be a lot of, I suppose, I, I suppose there is a lot of that. Like I'm not somebody who can do all of these mad postures and that's not why I got into yoga. I was very attracted to the sort of more spiritual side of it. Um, so I, I won't practice to to get to that place if you know what I mean I'll be doing something else but a lot of people will maybe look at my pictures or my and they mightn't be attracted to that if they're into the real aesthetic of yoga so I suppose it's each to their own you know like we all have different ways of getting to the same place and 
um you know but but i suppose if that's what attracts people initially that's great but it, there's definitely so much more beneath the surface of it um you know it, it's really a meditative practice and it's it's about union with yourself like really kind of uh, stripping back all the conditioning and, and getting into the heart like that's what yoga really is about so um yeah what you're just saying there is one of the reasons that i asked you on in the first place um i've been i'd say five yoga classes in my life okay um they weren't in athlone they were in different places as the years went on from when it wasn't that popular where it's very popular now and rightly so yeah um and i i never stayed at any of them because uh well first thing i'll say is it's fucking hard it's like you don't realize the next day like you've it's it's like you're after doing circuit training so it, that nobody told me that i couldn't okay. believe it um but the second thing is is that i found um all of them to just be pose oriented and just if you just hold it and you're thinking, i'm fucking wrecked and i'm you're stressing me out i thought this was supposed to be anti-stress so I, I wanted someone to come on and talk about it who was at it for years and who and I came I found you. But <clears throat> what you seem to want is um if you don't mind me saying, you seem to want to make other people feel good. And whether that's your pose isn't perfect, but your anxiety is lowered or your stress is lowered, well then that's good enough for you. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's rare enough, but um you're the only person like that that I came across, to be honest. Um, here's a compliment for you now on a thank you early morning <laughs> and I don't um, hand them out too often yeah I suppose like I just have to I I teach as I came through it I suppose if that's mm. you know and that's why I started practicing yoga because my anxiety was so bad and I suffered from depression as well so like I think I know what it was like to go into a class on my own and how much that took. I know what it was like to be in a class with other people. I know how I felt when I couldn't do things and when the teacher was really focused on the poses and perfection and, you know, and then, so I suppose that's kind of where, how I learned to be with people and then maybe people who are interested in that will come to me as well. Um, you know, I suppose like I started off yoga with a really highly critical inner voice, like, so I really took things to heart if someone would correct me and then I had to look at maybe why am I so affected by this and I would feel really shit about myself and want to stop. Um, and then I would go to other teachers who didn't, who weren't like that, they were more compassionate, they practiced mindfulness with yoga or you know, they would kind of, they would notice that you were, you were in difficulty in terms of like mental difficulty during the class. And they would, they would talk you through that as, as a collective group. So, you know, you can tell a lot by a person in a posture, what they're going through internally because of their physical body, like their shoulders, you just know, and you can say things to soften it because I think we're all going through that in a sense um and then so many people that has depression now or mental health issues like everywhere like every second person you pass on the street um and like obviously i spoke on it here before i had it myself for years and it's a nightmare i don't know if there's anything worse yeah i really don't know if there's anything worse and when and when you're in the the deep of it you probably think you're never going to get out you know mm. 
mm. ever. So it's interesting to hear you say that um, you had depression and anxiety and you went and done all the classes. So it kind of make you feel better going to one of your classes where you walked in and said, OK, well, look, not only does she know everything that she knows, I know straight away she's going to be empathetic and like not sympathetic, empathetic, where she understands that I mightn't be. I might feel a bit awkward here, you know, that kind of way. It's because um, it is hard to go to a class on your own. I like I've done martial arts classes, yoga classes. I went to a fucking jive class on my own. You know, I'm single, so I either don't go, yeah, or I go on my own. I go to the cinema on my own, mm. um, and and I did feel a bit out of place loads of times. But obviously, I don't really mind anymore. You know, I just don't care. But it's not, it's not a tough bravado thing. I don't care. It's just it doesn't bother me at all whatsoever. Um, yeah. So, but yoga helped you, um, obviously. What? How? How did? The only thing we said off air for anyone listening to this was. I just said my first question will be, and I never asked her. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> For about five minutes in, I'd never even said it. But so, what does yoga mean to you? Obviously, like you could ask anybody who does yoga, tell me about yoga, and to just go into it as in a normal. Well, there's poses, there's this, there's different types, and it's great for your breathing, and it's great. We all know that, but like, what does it mean to you? Um, I suppose like yoga means to me, it's like a form of meditation. So it's it's a way of coming back home to myself when I am I guess kind of pulled away from that through That's whatever's answer, going on. Like it it's just a way to come back home and to be grounded within myself and to feel safe in, in my body and in my mind. Like that that is is yoga to me. Like it's it's mm. not anything else it's really just to I suppose it's feel to feel safe in myself and 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 grounded really yeah mm. but for, for 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 every yoga class or for every yoga instructor is it always um kind of is there always mindfulness as part of that or is that something that you're heavy on because um like obviously you could go to a class, learn all the poses, which I did. There was never a mention of oh, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Let everything, you know, let yourself relax, which you can hear that on YouTube. But I it's I haven't really heard anybody talking about it like you talk about it. Um and we'll get into all that here today. But I mean, why is uh, mindfulness so important to you? Um, so I or suppose like I've I've I'll just give a bit of context. Like I I did I did a meditation training before I went to and practiced yoga and there, I suppose there are two different philosophies. Um, and I, then I came back after yoga and I did a meditation teacher training, a longer one. And that's kind of because, because when I finished my yoga teacher training, I was so up in my head all the time. And I was really anxious all the time. And I was completely, um kind of like exterior everything was really exterior and I found that like I would practice yoga and it'd be great and I'd feel good very temporarily and then all the stuff would be back again and I'd feel like shit so I'd need to keep okay. practicing it but it was like obsessive almost and then I did the meditation teacher training and we did lots of like grounded meditation and I did a lot of inner child work in it and I did then we we did the mindfulness philosophy and all of that, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, now I'm learning how to be compassionate towards myself, 
now I'm noticing when I'm really critical or I feel unworthy here. Because actually yoga is a great vehicle to learn how you feel about yourself and your body. Because a lot of shit comes up. Like, um, so <clears throat> then when you can apply those other principles, like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, this is how I'm feeling now. And I'm going to direct, like a lot of the time in class, I will say, if you notice yourself being critical, see if you can extend a hand of friendship out from your heart space towards yourself. And I say that a lot in class because it's like, you know, don't abandon yourself in this moment. Like, when the mind starts coming in and the condition and, and the criticalness and all of that, like, you know, you can, and the more you do that in class, especially in a group of people, the more, you know, it kind of starts to set in. Um, so sorry, I've gone off the question again, no, but that's um... why I include those things in the class because I think actually they go really beautifully together. Um, the, both both of them yoga and mindfulness or meditation whatever yeah it's interesting the way you said um, that's a very powerful line don't abandon yourself and mm. um, like i know for me personally when i for me to get better from mental health which i am um it took ages but like nothing went in the right direction until i said okay sit down what are you feeling properly not like oh well this person said no no sh 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 sh. mark what is mark feeling and it mm. doesn't matter what comes up if you want to cry if you want to be angry if you hate yourself if you hate others say it to yourself like mm. like don't be hiding stuff from yourself never mind anybody else like as exactly mm. what you said don't abandon yourself listen to every fiber and cell of your body mm. and even if you don't like it that's also okay listen to it mm. listen to what it's saying and then work on it incrementally as the time passes Mm. And I did that just as an exercise to see what would happen. And mm. at this point, like I knew I was never going to get better. Like it was, it just wasn't going to happen. And it did be because of that. Um, <clears throat> it would have been so helpful for me if I had known about you. Well, that was, you probably weren't doing it back then, but if mm. you know, to walk in and be hearing all that, because it's, it's probably, I might've recovered an awful lot sooner. Um, because for me, tablets weren't working or talking to somebody wasn't working. Mm. So it was all the work I had to do on myself and everything that you said there in the space of two minutes took me 10 years to learn, you know, so you could have saved me an awful lot of time. Um, so <laughs> well, we I suppose we have to be ready to hear it too. And we're not always, and I don't mean that, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this to myself, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, we, sometimes we're not always, we're not at that stage where we can let go and, and let that in. So it took me a long time. I'm sure I heard it a hundred times along the way. <laughs> what surprised me the most when I started listening to myself, like when we talk about mindfulness and meditation, like I have no tricks or tips and like I, there's, there's nothing that I could teach anybody at all, but I just know how to do it myself that suits me. Like I can, I can sit down for an hour and meditate, but when I'm going for a walk, I could for like, I could go for a 6K walk and spend a half an hour of that completely in my own head like chatting to myself it's like I'm a third person you know talking to myself how are things having conversations disagreeing on stuff we'll get back to that again and solving some you know but I'm actually moving all of the time um <clears throat> but it's just so important to be open to yourself and listen to yourself and that's an awful lot of stuff that you talk about and I want to get into so much of that here but can I ask you a question so there's with yoga 
it's not just yoga. There's loads of different types. And I was just looking um, yesterday about a post you put up on Facebook about loads of classes that are starting this week. So obviously some of them have started to run tonight as well. Um, there's loads of different types of yoga. Um, I don't know how many they are, but just to mention, so you have a flow yoga and a mindful yoga. Mm. So, and again, this might be a stupid question, but what's the difference between those? Um, so they're actually very similar. Both yeah. of them, I would do flow <clears throat> in both of them. So by flow, I mean, kind of once we get into a posture, we'll kind of link the breath to the movement. So we'll inhale and exhale into postures. And then with the mindful yoga, I just bring a lot of the mindfulness philosophy into what we're doing. So I'll go slower and we'll notice what's happening. So we go like physically first, like how are you, how are you showing up physically? So we'll scan the body. Um, then mentally, how, how's your mind tonight or this evening? Emotionally, we go through the emotions and then spiritually. And by that, I mean, are you feeling connected to yourself and others? Or are you feeling disconnected? And I always say to people, there's no right or wrong way to start. It's just, we're just noticing how we are. And we're all the same. Like, you know, it's not like I'm showing up with all of that stuff down pattern. As I say it, yeah. I'm reminding myself to check in with myself as well. So the mind, mindful yoga, we would go slower um, and, and just incorporate more of that stuff. So people will go into a posture and will spend a while there and they'll notice their breath, how their breathing is. So I have taught a breath practice at the beginning. So we'll come back to that. And then we'll come back to the, you know, how are you physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Like, is there anything you can let go of? Is there any heaviness here? Is there criticalness coming in? Um, so lots of stuff like it just depends on the group and and all of that but in the mindful class also because it's a slower more gentle class I'd have a few people in there with injuries as well so um, so that they can come and practice and have modifications um, yeah and all of yeah, that it's like everything you're saying there is music to my ears you know it's like um like when I you know started to get better like when when I was being more mindful and aware of myself, checking in with myself, all this kind of stuff. Like you're kind of digging down through yourself and, you know, who are you really? And I I, I found a little person there that I didn't know existed, you know? Mm. I said, who's this guy? He seems okay. Like he has my back, you know? He actually yeah. has my back and I didn't know he was there. And I th I remember thinking at the time, um, how did I not know this other part of me was there all this time? How did I not know that there was a, and he's really calm. He sits down in the chair. He's just there. He's a bit of straw on a thing and he's chewing it and he's so relaxed. Everything is okay, you know? And I thought, wow, I, I, I'd love to be like that. And then I thought, well, this is part of me. Like, so why can't I? But, but I do often think like there was a chance, like if I never got depression, I would have never found that side of myself ever. So I, I'm not saying that I'm happy I got it. But I, and I hated it when I had, but I wouldn't change it now because like that, now that I haven't got depression, I still have that thing inside me which is the good thing, like, you know, which is this person that's always, always checks in with me or if, if I'm stressed out or if things are going wrong. And I do get stressed out still. Of course I do. This person always just says, hey, tips me on the shoulder. Does it really matter? Does it really, really? Are you getting excited because everyone else is excited or because society is saying something? Or are you really excited? And I were thinking, well, I don't really care. All right, then let's have a cup of tea. OK, 
that's the end of it, you know. So, mm. but there's so many people that probably never see that side of themselves, and I think everybody has it. And I'm sure there's a much better way of, de- of describing it than I did there. There's probably a name for that. No, thing. I, I was wondering, was it your like your inner child, like your wise inner child Maybe. or something? Like, because when you started speaking about it, your whole face opened and your shoulders went back, yeah. and it was like just like pure joy as you started to describe it yeah so it has me back it's, like it's, it's, it's not like i'm schizophrenic or anything it's, it's just yes it is i know it's not but it's, it's not like i'm schizophrenic it's just it's a little um a little shining light that i had inside of me all the time that i didn't know that i have mm-hmm. and or i didn't know that i had i don't think i would have ever seen if i hadn't got depression um i can often see it in others but they can't see it themselves you know and i think like there's no words in the world that I could say to this person who perhaps might be very close to me to explain to them what I just explained to you because they're not ready to see the mm. good side of themselves. So that's why checking in with yourself is very good. It's um, well, like, so when when you're given the classes, um, and you're saying all the stuff that you're saying for everybody else, that's for you as well. Is that what you said? So yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Checking in with yourself. Yeah, it's it's like I suppose as a collective, like we're all very similar and like in the class, I don't know, like I feel like I get guidance during the class as well, things to say. I know that sounds like a bit out there, but like I'll always I don't know, I just like it's checking in with the collective in the class and um you know, like maybe you'll say something and people are still holding stuff in their bodies and they're not aware of that. And I wouldn't be aware if I was lying down the floor either it's easier for me when I look at people and yeah I suppose it's kind of like yeah I, I am saying it to myself like you know mm. because sometimes That's, I'm anxious it's interesting that you said that that had never crossed my mind mm. it would be that like well the yoga teacher is just fucking zen at, at all times and they're helping everyone else but now that you say it it's obvious you need to be kind of minding yourself like you can't give a good class if you're anxious or like does that ever happen where where you have to go and teach in a class and the answer is yes I'm sure like you're not feeling 100% and you think how can I make people feel a certain way if I don't feel like that myself does that happen and if so how do you deal with that um I suppose um just to to come back to something there like while I do I'm I'm talking to myself during the class I do have to zone out with myself as well and concentrate on the other people it's not about me but that was one thing and the other thing is yeah sure like I like I always do a practice before I teach other people because I have to get myself right um before because like I obviously come in with the stuff for my day and I, I couldn't just sit down and teach a class um, or, you know, like I'd have to do some sort of a practice beforehand. It could be some days it needs to be a bit longer if I'm feeling pain in my body or something. Um, but definitely like there has to be a kind of a coming into the space for me and kind of getting uh, yourself in the zone type thing. Yeah, definitely. Because what can happen then is, if, if I'm not sort of grounded in myself, then people start coming in and, you know, you start taking on other people's stuff or maybe like um, you, you know, I can get triggered, more triggered easily um, because I'm not grounded um, in myself. So um, it's just always better 
um, if 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 I make sure that I again, it, it sounds so obvious now that you say it, but it <clears> never <throat> crossed my mind. You need to go in earlier and get yourself ready, get yourself. When just when you say grounded, like can you just um, like obviously I I know what that means, but mm. like what does it mean to you in grounded? So it means that I. I can feel my feet on the ground and I feel the stability of all of my body and not just because I tend to be very much up from the from the belly up like the head, the chest, <clears throat> the arms, the shoulders. So I can lose my sense of myself very easily. I get pulled and drawn into other things and other people's stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, so it's, it's more of a pulling back as keeping your two feet on the ground and protecting yourself like that you can go in when you choose to but you come back out again and you're you're sort of protected but it's very much that the whole of your body is is on the ground not just my top half getting kind of flighty or away with the fairies or yeah yeah it wouldn't be that i i tend to be more up in the upper part of my body more so i have to do more work to be grounded and also when I'm feeling ungrounded I have more anxiety um so the more I can do to be grounded is um and that's just not through yoga because it doesn't always ground me um so like playing with my cat um I drink cacao every second or third day um and also practicing meditation um you know things like that um yeah it's like sometimes you have to circle the wagons around yourself yeah you know <laughs> so yeah yeah <clears throat> and like, walking um, as well like you said yeah. walking is phenomenal for grounding yourself like it's well for me anyways i don't know and for you obviously you were saying but it's just so good for just kind of getting you in the zone of yourself yeah mm. but you know um kind of going off topic a small bit but not really like you know when you're talking about being grounded and like every single thing you said since you come on here by the way has resonated with me like I, I felt all those things I think all those things all of the time um <clears throat> but I kind of know that sometimes I can feel myself getting agitated <clears throat> and I suppose in the past it's something that I wouldn't have noticed ever but mm -hmm. as the years have went on and as I had to get out of depression and now I am where I am now I'm better maybe three years we'll say it's not saying that i'm 100 better i have bad days i've often had a bad week but now if i'm getting stressed or if i'm feeling pent up frustration or anything at all, i can literally catch myself and i go okay listen stop because this is going to spiral and i do stop myself i take a moment to um you know what am i feeling have this conversation with myself as well i don't want to come across as i said like schizophrenic but one thing that that has allowed me to notice is other people who don't do that ever and they have themselves in what's the word i'm looking for a tizzy is that the word they have themselves they're like the tasmanian devil going around in a bubble of worry and panic and oh my god and david said this to Teresa and Teresa and i said i don't give a shit and i told him to shh calm down number one you're stressing me out doing that and number two that's no good for yourself at all it doesn't matter everyone you know here Everyone will be dead in a hundred years. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I wish I could have a button to press that just over the whole world. <laughs> just my my just going, shh. Stop. Um yeah. 
something I wanted to talk to you about was, and I know very little about it, but I know a small bit, and I know that you do it, is sound therapy. And I know this is getting extremely popular. Um, and there's actually, there's a couple of clips of, of you on Instagram doing that. And uh, I suppose, <coughs> tell us what it is first in your own words, and then I might, might be able to ask you a few questions. You know, when, when you bang the thing, it was, why is that so relaxing? that particular noise is it and look i probably is it a vibration is is that what we're talking about here but yeah so that's going to be at a, a certain frequency and yeah. you know it kind of gets in on a cellular level so it starts to work on your brain waves and it starts to bring the brain waves down so that donging sound and the the continual donging well, your your brain waves will start to kind of resonate with that and they'll slowly start to move down into a more relaxed state because our normal waking state is quite active in terms of our brain waves and um and with the sound and it's a it's a form of meditation so it's it kind of just works on slowly bringing those sound uh, those brain waves down and then you'll come back again to a normal waking state at the end of the meditation. It's like any meditation, you know, if you go in, really what's happening is your brain waves are going down and then you'll kind of come back to a more waking state again. Like, Not I, that I, you fall asleep, but you yeah. kind of get so relaxed. But some yeah. people do fall asleep, you know, as well. So. Yeah, well, that's good. It's a sign of relaxation. <laughs> if, if, if you fall asleep, it's... You, you probably needed to sleep, but um, I, I was looking online last night, <clears throat> a small bit about um, sound therapy. And there's some people saying like, oh, that doesn't really work like, and it's only all this woohoo and bollocks. It does work 100% because it's vibration. And I'm even saying this like, and I'm a science-based person. I know for a fact it works because just make a noise or something beside water and the water will ripple. It's the vibration of the sound. That's how you get a sonic boom. Mm. So it absolutely works, but I, I, I'm just not sure why that, Ding, thing it goes ding. There's something exactly about that. You know, when you're sitting there and someone puts their hand over your face with your eyes, and you might just close your eyes. Well, that thing inside sound makes me feel like that. You know, I go, okay, wow. I get really comfortable. You know, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I just so. But do you know? And if if you don't know, I'm sorry for catching it off offhand. But when did that <laughs> all start? That's obviously like yoga started about five thousand years ago. Yeah. Saying, but when did this sound therapy thing start or has it always been well i guess it comes from um like the chinese i think like the taoist philosophy you know, i have a feeling it, 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 you're, you're going to say chinese you know it's just yeah. one of ancient arts is it yeah like and well the bowls i have are from the himalayan region and um i suppose um when all that happened in like tibet a lot of those people came to the west and they brought a lot of their um their practices with them that they'd had for thousands of years. Um, and the gong that I have is a Chinese gong. Um, so, um, oh, sorry, the gong. I was calling it yeah. the ding. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, I think maybe what you were talking about was the Himalayan bowls when it starts to be, but maybe yeah. you were talking about the gong. No, so I wasn't. I was have talking to bring about you the bowls, in for yeah. one of these sessions and then yeah, we'll, we'll go through I'd the whole lot. for 45 minutes. <laughs> You'll have to wake yeah. me up and pick me out. Oh, but, maybe um, not. Maybe you'll be fully in the the experience. You might in not. The zone, speak. yeah. <laughs> but like, why? So, so why did you think it was important to 
like obviously we're talking here like you have a, a, a huge repertoire of stuff that that you're trained in you're able to do why did you feel it was important to add sound therapy in or was that always the plan from the beginning um, I suppose I had an interest in it and I went to my first gong kind of gong bath sound bath in Bali a couple of years ago and it was very powerful but I was very afraid of them kind of but I was like oh I'm but I'm kind of interested in it um then I went a few times and just gradually it kind of I became more interested in it I I went to a sound bath and I it was just a regular sound bath it was you know and I I released an awful lot of stuff from my body that had been like really traumatic stuff that I thought I first of all I didn't realize how deep it was in my body and then I was like oh my god like it, it like I actually felt it leaving my body and I was like this is mad like it's really powerful so then I decided it would be nice to add into the yoga classes because like I suppose some, I want to go deep like myself you know I want to go down to the depths of my own self so this is a way to do that um so I, I decided to start training it then um and I suppose with sound therapy there hasn't been loads of research that's done on it so far that's been done on it so far but that's changing now so there's lots of anecdotal kind of um I suppose evidence if you like um like what I'm after just telling you there I guess um but the I'm training with the British Association of Sound Therapy and they are doing research with the University of West Sussex so a lot of what we're doing now even two of my case studies the participants um will have chronic pain I'm still collecting people so if anybody is listening to this and you're suffering from pain and you'd like to be involved in a case study uh please contact me but that research is going to go in as well so they're finding more and more kind of um I guess um evidence of of the power of sound therapy and how it can bring people into these states um I don't know <clears throat> I don't know an awful lot about it but I do know that sound and sound waves like can move like matter because it, it's a mm -hmm. fact that happens in space all the time as well so mm -hmm. it's something that um, and when I was looking up to try like I wanted to find out maybe to ask you one or two clever questions but exactly as you said there's just very little out about it you know mm -hmm. now you will find some fella with a beard down to his knees going hum bong and you go no sh stop you as well you know, you're the other extreme, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just give me someone normal who's trying to learn it that's going to show me stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But people, you know, the world is crazy. There's, like, there's the internet, there's, we're watching everything flying in front of our face. No one has time to do anything at all. Everyone's walking around with their head down. You have to be somewhere. We're always late. We always have to be somewhere. We're always in a rush. We can't just stop and take a deep breath and fucking chill, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's stressed non-stop everyone has anxiety about everything like you go to bed stressed and tightened up and you wake up tightened and it's a fucking nightmare like and with all this technology you you would imagine that like we'd be closer together but as far as i'm concerned we've never been further apart you know mm. unless we're texting or uh a, a, a video call or 
looking at reels on TikTok. And it's, it's not real stuff. So it's great that you're doing all the stuff that you're doing because, like, th- th- this is the stuff we we're doing, like, years ago, you know? And people talk about being enlightened and being this. And you always picture, like, uh, you mentioned them. Um, the Himalayas, you always picture like a Himalayan monk just floating around with the legs crossed, but that's not true. I can be enlightened. I can sit like I'm I'm nowhere near any good at anything. And if I was talking to you for three weeks, Salah, and you were telling me stuff about what you do, I'd be learning at all times. But even I know I can sit down and block out everything. Mm. In a couple of seconds, I can do it because I'm doing it for years. Just, I can block out everything and just listen to myself 100%. And if I can do it, it means that everybody can do it. And there must be some good in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's yoga, meditation, and sound therapy. So I didn't, I just wanted to talk a bit more about meditation. Um, mm-hmm. and I know, like, look, I've, I've said it on here before, <clears throat> I find it very hard to meditate. I've tried it loads of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what is meditation? When I go for a walk, I think I meditate because, um, sometimes I bring my earphones and I listen to a podcast or clockwork junkie podcast make sure you follow and subscribe <laughs> but um sometimes I, I i bring the earphones and i won't listen to anything so now i can't hear the cars or i can't hear the wind blowing and i have the earphones on but i don't there's no sound i can hear my breathing i can hear my footsteps hitting the ground it's just it's absolutely beautiful like mm. the only reason i stop is because i can't walk any further you know it's so relaxing and it's so it's so peaceful but what why do you think meditation is so important um i think it's really important because i suppose going back to what i was saying earlier it's that like coming home to yourself as well um it's like a reassurance that you're you're enough and you not even that you're enough but that you've got this like you're in control you're um you know it's kind of more it's meeting that um, that gold inside yourself, that peacefulness, that calmness, that um, essence, or whatever it is, you know, that connectedness with yeah. with, the, with yourself and the world around you. Like it's feeling like like you're not alone. I think, even though you might be on your own when you're meditating, like it's so many things really. But for me, it's a real coming home like like the yoga like just coming back into myself um being okay with being by myself um you know yeah that's kind of there's like a lot the, of different things it's yeah. hard to... well, why, why why is it so hard in your opinion for um like you must have seen it down through the years why is it so hard for some people to to meditate is it that like like what's that like I know when I try to do it when I'm walking I don't stop and just start doing it I have a billion things going on in my mind whilst I'm trying to do it but I just don't let it stress me out and eventually they lower themselves as the time goes on but I'm sure you found that a lot of people find it very hard is there any reasons behind that do you think um I suppose there's a couple of different things like there's many different forms of meditation and like you just described really well there like walking is one of them so movement like some people don't like to sit still so it's better for them to move they might have more adrenaline in their system or they might just really naturally be that type of person that likes to move more so um and then there's of course the sitting meditation sound meditation dance whatever um it can be difficult when we start meditating because we've maybe never 
been alone with our thoughts and our thoughts can be really scary if yeah. if we're you know if if we, if we resist them as well so like resistance can come up we might have always shoved them over to the side um and especially for people who've had a lot of trauma in their lives you know really traumatic experiences it can be really scary to be left alone with that stuff so it's not always the best um sorry I know there's noise here um it mightn't always be the best for them to be on their own when they're meditating like you know like if sometimes if you're using an app um a lot of stuff can come up with meditation because like that you're taking your brain waves down and a lot of memories can come up um is it because the memories are hard and you haven't dealt with them before that you yeah yeah stop them because oh this is a what's the phrase I'm looking for um it's getting too real now type yeah thing. Is that, is and that this what? is bad like it's like oh, i was supposed to feel good but now i'm feeling bad like <clears throat> what's this all about you know or um i suppose like say I, I just give the example of myself like when i started meditating i was like there's a right way and a wrong way to do this you know this is what was in my head because i was really i can be really performance based so i was like when I'd have anxiety or anger, well, anger, I was like, well, I'm not an angry person. You know, I had this like thing in my head. So anger would come up and I'd be like, whoa, like I need to stop this. Like I'm doing it wrong. Or um, anxiety, you know, when anxiety become, I'd be like, shit, like, why am I feeling anxious? Like I'm not supposed to, you know, I was really giving myself a hard time because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I, I did a kind of a course that helped with that and um yeah so I think that's what it is and I I notice from classes and even from running the sound baths people will say oh a certain instrument brought up something today and I really don't want to look at that or sometimes I'll say to people why don't you come along to this class and they'll say oh no I I don't I I don't want stuff for my childhood to come up or I don't want um I don't like being left with anxiety like I prefer to do whatever you know so it's 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 understandable why people oh, it makes sense it makes sense 100%. it makes sense yeah, absolutely I, I... like if we don't have the support you know to kind of help us through that and to say it's okay to feel these things this is part of who I am there's many different parts of me there's calmness there's anxiety there's anger there's pain there's sadness there's joy there's elation all of those parts of me are relevant yeah and and I'm going to try to honor all of them like I might want to feel anxious today but something's happening where I am anxious so it takes a while to be able to work with that as well um and for me so much stuff came up when I did my meditation teacher training that I started to go back to therapy because I was just I I was like there's something wrong with me everything is coming up you know I'm feeling really depressed and I'm not supposed to be feeling depressed why is it making me feel this bad way you know it's like almost addicted to feeling good and not wanting to work through the stuff that was inside me um you know so it's it's a process it's a, it's definitely a process and i'm going into it very deep now but this was my experience with this so yeah no i i like it's um we'd be singing off the same page because when when i was trying to get better from depression like i when i was sitting i was sitting down and 
Like, as far as I was concerned, there was no way I was going to get better. But I started listening to everything, the good and the bad. What am I feeling? Why do I feel this way? Is there a reason for it? Was that my fault? Yes, sometimes it may have been. Okay, I fucked up. Well, what are you going to do about it? And and, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like, I absolutely fell in love with myself. I said, I'm actually okay. I'm a good guy, you know? Doesn't mean I didn't fuck up in the past. Doesn't mean that I won't do it again at some stage. But I, I know regardless of what I ever say to anybody or if anyone thinks of me or leaves a comment or talks behind my back or tells me to my face, no matter what they say, I know the truth is I'm a good guy because, and I just know that because I went, as you mentioned there, I went into a deep dive into myself for years and years and years. And I didn't like everything I found, but overall I liked the person I thought, yeah, this person's okay. So mm-hmm. sometimes if I... <clears throat> And it's interesting you said there that sometimes you might feel um, anxious. Or you, you have felt anxious in the past and, all right, well, I, I don't want to feel anxious, so let's try to stop that. I used to do that with the depression. I'd say, it's coming on really bad today. Let me see, can I stop it? And then I said, well, no, why? Like, my body's not going to do me wrong on purpose. So what's the problem? And I, I remember sitting down in the house saying, okay, do your worst. Let's see. Because I could have killed myself prior to that, and I decided that I wasn't going to do it no matter what. And I said this a million times in the podcast. I said, if I live to be 100 and every day is as bad as today, I see it out. So now that was the base. So that was as bad it was ever going to get. So even if I got a little bit better than that, it was good. And I sat there and I said, come on, show me what you have. I wouldn't recommend everyone to do that, but uh, I had no choice, I felt, you know. And, you know, I dealt with loads of stuff. And, and loads of it was bullshit. And, and, like, I can't even think of half it now because it just did didn't matter then and it doesn't matter now but it was something that was on my mind obviously you mentioned there about like some things from your childhood come up and people always think of bad things when people say that but it could be a feeling it could be a feeling of loneliness of not being enough it could be loads of different feelings mm-hmm. um so i think it's okay to deal with all them uh and i think that sound therapy might be very good for people i have a feeling that uh in years to come when there's loads of studies done that that'll become even more popular than it's becoming now. Mm. Um, you have uh, psychotherapy elements in your, can you just talk to me about that? What yeah, that sure. Um, so I am training to be a psychotherapist. I'm in, I'm starting my third year of can my I just four year. Stop you there. You do so much learning and relearning. <laughs> well done. I mean, your drive okay. is unbelievable. I've done a course on that and then I, I wasn't really sure of this. So I went and done a course. That's crazy. In a good way. Yeah, it's kind of good and bad because I've realized this year that I actually take on too much. So going yeah. forward, uh, that's one of my things to work on because I suppose a belief I have uh, is that I have to do everything um I, you know I can be quite um, ambitious as well so I've really been working on that in myself and to let go of not having to do everything because I always think oh well like I'm going to train in this so that I know but actually I don't have to train everything yeah. but the psychotherapy is very important for me because I <clears throat> when I was doing my meditation teacher training so much stuff came up I went back into therapy and then I moved back to Ireland and I loads of stuff came up because I had been living away since I was 23 and I moved back when I was about 33, 34 and 
all of the stuff that I had not dealt with or moved away from all came back. It was like I was 15 again. I regressed back into that age. I got very depressed, uh, you know, all of those things. So I was like, I really want to study this um, and see, like, see it from that perspective as well, because I don't think it's the be all and end all, but I wanted to see it. I wanted to know about myself and my background and you know how we how we form our personalities how we why we do the things we do really it was for myself but obviously you know you learn about I interrupted you there did did you say it was a three-year course or on your third year it's a four-year course um and I'm on my third year and the reason it's four years is because we have to do four years of our own personal therapy um so that we go through the process and we basically have done intense our own intense personal work so that when we meet clients we know what's ours and what's theirs so that it doesn't get skewed kind of well that's a very interesting thing just to know what's theirs and what's yours so it doesn't get skewed so you're not putting your mistakes you've made onto them when you're talking to them that's interesting Mm -hmm. i hadn't considered it because sometimes that happens a lot yeah, because sometimes people will come in and they'll trigger you for whatever reason. You might never have met them before or they'll <laughs> say something to you and it really triggers you. And yeah. you kind of like, I suppose the idea is that like if I've dealt with enough of my own stuff, I know that this person maybe reminds me of, for example, my father or whoever. And it mightn't be anything that might be that, that maybe they're a bit angry or and then I start to get triggered or my inner child starts to get scared. So as long as I know that mm. I can calm myself down and work with this person and I'm not getting really too triggered by their anger because I've dealt with the fact that I'm afraid of anger, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. She's a talk um, to you all day. You're very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like. I have spent the last 50 minutes holding back a billion questions because I want to ask you something new all the time. There's so many things that you're saying that obviously we've homes to go to and people haven't got loads of times to spare, which is I wouldn't mind having you on again. I'll say that before this even finishes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so, but are, are you going to be a psychotherapist then and maybe do yoga in the evenings or are you going to, is it just that you just want to know how to do it? And no, I'm going to work as a psychotherapist. I always wanted to be a therapist. Yeah. I just was waiting until I was older to kind of get a bit more life experience. Um, but I definitely like I'm I you see, I suppose yesterday I held a sound bath and, and at the end of the sound bath, we did a reflection. And in the reflection it was about 45 minutes and everybody shared their experience and it went very deep. And because I have the training in psychotherapy, I was able to hold that space for them. Like it didn't matter what came up there. I felt confident that no matter what mental health condition is in this room, obviously within like I'm still training, but I felt like like I wouldn't do that unless I felt I was able to do that. And I was like, this is really powerful. There's a group here that are connecting with each other. And they're able to share these really deep, intense personal experiences that they've had. And that is really helping somebody else in this group because not everybody's going to want to talk, you know, and that's fine. But I thought 
that's where the psychotherapy training comes in as well that I can facilitate groups because I think there's really great power in groups groups can be very triggering as well don't get me wrong but if you can work through those triggers and and everything else that actually you can feel a lot of safety in a group and you can really feel supported so I yesterday was one of those aha moments for me where I was like definitely the sound therapy and and psychotherapy I mean because it is a therapy and sometimes people go home after sound therapy and they don't have anybody to talk about to talk to about their experience it can be really scary so I was like I'm going to make them longer where people can actually talk in a group or not they don't have to talk they can listen you know um so yeah definitely work as a therapist but I like you know energy healing as well meditation whatever like every client is different so you don't know what will work for them or what they'll be into like um like you do yoga you're a yoga teacher you're out of years you're obviously very good at it you're a very successful business you're running then you're doing meditation sound therapy psychotherapy you must be the most put together person on the planet are you not at all (laughs) not at all no I I I, like I go to therapy every week you know um Mm -hmm. and that's my that's very important for me um to but also like I have my own practices as well you know but I I go through weeks where I'm very triggered or something is coming up or I'm working with something with someone some irritation or you know feelings of low self-worth it depends on the week like and I think what I've come to realize is that is part of being human like there is no right way or wrong way to be and the human experience is everything you know it's working with everything and coming back and saying well I'm human it's okay for me to feel jealous or envious or um like I hate per- people as well as it's okay for me to feel joy and happiness and all of those things and I just think the culture is so like kind of um like biased towards happiness and all of that and that's why like people are they feel so bad about themselves if if they're going through other stuff like the amount of suppressed anger and sadness you know out there that takes us away from the heart whereas if we can experience these things I think we come closer to the heart and yeah that's yeah that's me going off on a tangent there about that but no I, I hear you I, I agree 100 percent and it's all a work in progress. There's no yeah. There's no end goal. The goal is an ongoing goal. But it's it's, it's a, normally I use me as a guinea pig, but if I don't mind, I'll use you as a guinea pig at this time. Yeah. It's, it's it's nice, I'm sure, for other people to hear that someone with all your qualifications can still have a shit week. And I don't mean Absolutely. that as a bad thing towards you. But <laughs> so if, if you're sitting at home and you're 17 and you just don't love yourself today, and here's a person with all experience in the world saying that she has shit days as well and she has to work on herself mm. which is cool for you to admit that I suppose mm. which is probably why you're so good at what you do because again it's back to that empathy you know mm. I can see it in you when you're talking you care about people like it's not like like you don't care like um if everyone goes in and says uh, oh well like obviously her class is really good and I really enjoyed it and that's fine but I think and I look I don't think I'm wrong if someone came up to you after their class and said that really helped me for such and such reason. I think you'd skip home buzzing more so than anything else because of that, you know? 
oh yeah I get off you. well I think it's just that it's that connection you know that that somebody came in and they felt a connection to themselves or other people um because like if we're alone sometimes with our thoughts or our depression you know that can be so obviously lonely but if you're already alone but sometimes if you can come into a group and be in that depression you mightn't still let go of it or that sadness or whatever it is but you might feel like well actually I felt really held in that space mm-hmm. or I met somebody in the class who re- I really they looked at me a certain way and I felt like I was seen and that's what makes me feel yeah. good you know um so connection yeah is really important and like e- empathy or compassion towards ourselves is it's, it's, it's not easy hear, it's, not, it's not easy no it's, it's not a, easy it's it's interesting to hear you saying that because when when I had and I mentioned this loads of times on the podcast, but when I had my depression, um, what the thing that surprised me the most, first of all, I couldn't believe I got it because I was the most unlikely person ever to get it. Um, but when I got it a couple of years into it, I I had this over, overwhelming feeling of loneliness, mm. and I'd never felt lonely. Now, when I say loneliness, I I I don't mean like I was lonely for half an hour. I mean, in bedded pit of the stomach. Like year after year of just loneliness, I couldn't believe. I said, "What is this? I never felt that before in my life." I said, "This is absolutely crazy," um, and I didn't do anything particularly to stop that. It was the stuff that I done that was to stop the depression, kind of fix that as well, if you like. So mm-hmm. I have no tips for anybody, which I always say, like I can't tell you. I'll do these. You know, they see them on TikTok. Do these know, steps, and you'll be like, "Fuck off!" But um, <clears throat> um. Yeah, loneliness is the mad thing. So it would be good like to sit down and get a connection in a room. And I don't know, like I think when people come together with the same intention, magic can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if you don't enough. speak, you can feel it. You know, you can yeah. feel that resonance between people, like, you know, um, yes, it's um it's powerful, like and um, but it's hard, it's hard for people, you know, when they're going through a hard time. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's not easy. It's, Having the time to work on myself, I'm in too much pain now. Yeah, it's like the biggest oxymoron in the world. That's the number one time you should work on yourself. But mm-hmm. I understand it as well. Um, mm-hmm. So look, your your Facebook and Instagram and website will be in the description. You're taking classes. I've seen a post that's up there since Monday. Obviously, today mm-hmm. is Wednesday. You have a couple of new classes. Um, and you're going to come to a sound bath. A bath. <laughs> a sound bath or a sound meditation. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to try it, you know. Yes, I'd, yeah, I'd love yeah. To, um, do you know what I've been doing? I'm going to invite you to class as well, but I'll, I'll send you a message about that afterwards. That'd be yeah. a favorite thing. I've done um, <laughs> So I give myself away here now, but so I, I was looking yesterday just to find out um, like when I bring someone on the podcast, I need to hear them talking. Um, I don't really care if I can see them or not, just need mm-hmm. to hear them talking. So I went onto your Instagram and I just flicked down. And I said, look, there's loads of pictures. And I, I'd heard you on um, the Weekly Weekly podcast with Derek Weekly. Um, mm. Go check out the Weekly Weekly podcast. Brilliant podcast with Derek Weekly. I'll leave the link in the description. Fantastic interviews. Much more professional than me. And I listened to it myself. So go and check them out. Um, but your podcast on there was very good. Um, but then I went down on your Instagram and had a look. And I seen that bell thing there, or the chiming or the the gong or yeah the, the gong yeah so I, I i put it on youtube when i was going to sleep for an hour or two it was i know it's oh, 60 wow. minutes 
And yeah. I said, when when this is finished now, I'll just turn it off. But sure, it never finished. I would fucking sleep. I was kind of sleep, you know. Yeah. So it's something that I like. I, I I think it's something that I would like. But look, I'm not going to keep you all day. Um, okay. everyone is home to go to. I will say, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank um, you. Don't be surprised in the near future if I nab you again for a conversation. Just in general, that's not even about yoga or anything at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some more of your wisdom. You're like a fucking <laughs> guru with the things you say. No, no but. I, I like people who I can talk to who say things that I'm thinking, but I can't put them into the words and they're saying stuff that this is what I was trying to say yesterday, but I couldn't say it the way you're saying it. So mm. I love people like that. Um, yeah, look, thanks for coming on. Much Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Yeah, it's, it's, really um, appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it and uh, all the best. Bye bye.